Hello, and welcome to Stride and Saunter, episode 61. I'm Kip Clark. And I'm Caroline Borders. And today we're going to be talking about loss of digital data and what it's like to be torn apart from digital information that you own but that exists in cyberspace and to give a bit of an explanation a la earlier episodes of this show as to why we brought this up. Caroline is currently undergoing some computer transfer maintenance trying to figure that out, and she can discuss that more. And I, in recent weeks, was making and editing a comedic video, and there were days where I feared I might lose some data, and I saved it in improper places on my desktop. And so finding those pieces of data and trying to recombine them was a very stressful process, and one that is, I think, inherent when you're managing large quantities of data. So my first question to you, Caroline, what has it been like dealing with your computer trouble? What specifically has that been? And I want to know your emotional states during this process. Well, it's interesting because this is the second time that I've undergone this. Two years ago, during finals week, my freshman year, my computer just crashed. This time's a little different because I have had access to my hard drive, but not that time two years ago. It really was just my computer would not turn on. Everything was lost, basically. Any paper I was working on, any photos, any music, everything. So that first time was so much more devastating to me than this time now. And I think that's because at the time it was like, this is my life. I have pictures on here from years and years ago because when I first got in my laptop, I had all this stuff on a hard drive and I uploaded it to this MacBook. So everything from my desktop that I had in high school was now on this device. It was devastating. I was like, I'm going to have to rewrite all these papers. And this is like my freshman year of college. So there's sentimental value there to all my Word documents and assignments that I'd worked on, as well as music that I'd had since I was 14. It's interesting to think about this because looking back, the main way I was listening to music at that time and still now was on Spotify. And I mean, how often was I really looking at the pictures that I'd had for years and years and years? Not very often, but just the idea that I wouldn't have those memories anymore was staggering. And a few things that are very interesting to me that stick out in what you just described. First of all, that your computer crashed during finals week freshman year. In many ways, our computers, unlike books or other means of storing data and information are like workhorses. And let's say finals week is a comparison to the harvest season when you really need to use that device or in the workhorse case, that animal to get the maximum yield out of that period of time. And so you can't really read a book too much and wear out the pages. It would take a long time. You can, of course, damage books if you're not careful. But with a computer, this place where you store data and interact with data, the more you use it, and I'd love to be corrected if I'm incorrect, the more likely you are to crash it or to delete important programs or files that hold it all together. And you might make a mistake, and whether it's your fault or not, the computer may crash. And so I think it's interesting that it happened during that time and often adds to our stress because, of course, you had finals, you were finishing freshman year, as were all of us freshmen. And it is interesting that sometimes we lose data at the least opportune moments, and I think it's because of the nature of the device and how they work. And I also found it very 
interesting that you said losing memories, because memories exist solely in our heads. They don't have a physical form, and although we can say that physical things or stimuli remind us of certain things and conjure up certain memories, the memories themselves never take an actual form that we can preserve. Our memory as a mental capacity will fade with time. Most of us as older individuals won't have the memories we do and the memory capacity we do as young people, and so I find it interesting that you make that comparison, which I think is completely valid, and I don't mean to criticize. I think our digital devices are the closest thing that we'd have to the grain that they'd have in Black Mirror to store all their memories. Absolutely. And I want to bring a positive perspective to this because I've had crashes or file losses before that to me have been very positive, a few anecdotes I'll share. First of which, in high school, I was working in a chemistry class in a group, and so my friends came over to work at my house on a lab report in a Word document, and we worked for hours and saved an eight or so page long report and saved it as a 2008 Word document, which is a very obscure file type. And we were unable to find it the next day when they came back to work on it because my computer wasn't identifying 2008 Word documents as a legitimate file type. So we rewrote it. And I remember panicking before we began rewriting it because I couldn't find this file. However, I would contend, and this has been true in other instances where I lost video files, for example, that when you reconstruct a digital file, you do remember good or strong parts of it that stood out. And so in the example of an essay, maybe you have lost 12 or 20 pages of a paper. But if it was a well-written paper, you'll remember the strong points because you think to yourself when writing them, wow, this is really articulate. And, you know, I'm glad I have these as the central pillars of what I'm writing. And so in many ways, it can be a blessing in disguise to lose some of these things because these strong things stick in your mind. The photographs that you wanted to save are right there in your head. And the strong points in an argument are still there. You just have to put them back on paper. And it's a way of cutting out the fat, so to speak. And so I find that really interesting. Have you ever had experiences like that? Sure. For example, last year, I was working on an annotated bibliography on a Sunday, and it was due that following Monday. And I was writing it in an unsaved Word document, and I think I had written maybe half of it, and I scrolled down, and I went away for a second, and I came back to my computer. I think I remember seeing you in the library during this time, maybe. And I had a lot of windows open on my laptop, and I saw a blank Word document that wasn't saved as anything, and I was just like, okay, this is like a blank Word document. I don't need that, and I just closed it out. Then I realized that it was the assignment that I'd been working on for then, like five or six hours at that point. I remember laughing. I remember just being like, this is not ideal, but I have the luxury of just being able to write it all again. One thing I've definitely learned in instances of losing digital data is just that you can try to get it back as much as you can, but at the end of the day, it might be gone and you cannot despair. It's replaceable. And another point that you reminded me of when you brought up Spotify is the idea of cloud services where we can upload data and it's not stored on our physical hard drives or streaming services where videos, audio files, pictures perhaps don't belong to us, but we can access them via the internet. And I want to know what you think about that shift. Do you think that it's better if we have safer data that can't be destroyed if our devices are compromised, but we don't own that data? Or do you think it is important that sometimes we have data stored on our hard drives that is ours, but risks vanishing if we have a hard drive crash or a similar failure? 
I think to some degree, everyone at this point who has a Facebook or has an email account even or an Instagram is somewhat comfortable with not being the owners of their own data. And I feel like my existence isn't important enough to enough people in the world who would be out to get me. I put that in quotation marks. And so I'm pretty comfortable. And it's actually an anxiety reducer that my data is somewhere all the time. And for me, that means that while... Yes, I might be losing a bunch of notes that I've written myself over the past two years that are either notes to friends or lists of bands I should check out or links to things that I want to eventually look at. While I might be losing all that stuff, which are in fact memories and create a sort of timeline when I go and look back on them, I do have a lot of other time capsules in the way that photos are stored at Facebook or Instagram and I have playlists on Spotify that evoke a certain time in my life. And so I still have those memories through data that's been stored, even if it's in a public domain. And another thought I have, and I'm sorry for the barrage of questions, but with computers or any digital device, for most of us, these items are stored in codes that we don't fully understand. Most of us are not experts in computer science. I don't understand any code on a computer. Nor do I really. And so I know that an image file can be saved as a JPEG, but as some people have been smart to point out, if that file type becomes archaic and manufacturers and software developers decide to stop using it, we as consumers would have no options. In fact, our computers would say invalid file type and we would not be able to access the digital files and images that A, we had stored and B, belong to us. So in many ways, that's interesting to me because we're dealing with something that we don't fully understand or comprehend and claim ownership over, but really it's not ours to command. Whereas if books were destroyed, let's say, and you know how to write, you can rewrite that book or try to copy some of the pages if some are damaged. Any thoughts on that? Yes, I think it's so interesting that oftentimes devices are called user-friendly mm -hmm. because it's going off the understanding that we don't fully understand the device itself, but we can still use it in a way that is pretty surface level and we can manipulate the applications on the computer so that we have a at least foundation level understanding of how the device works. But other than that, I don't even know what a JPEG means really beyond that it's an image file. So I think you make a really good point. And I something that I'd never even thought of before because right now I'm in the process of trying to restore my computer. And that's from a backup that unfortunately was from my mother's old MacBook. And therefore it doesn't work on my MacBook. And we're in rural Ohio. The only option that I've been given ultimately is to go an hour into Columbus to an Apple store where an expert can help me because I am not able to do that myself. I'm curious for you, Kip, who does have a little more knowledge of computers than I do, what is usually your reaction when you can't find data? Usually for me, it's like, oh, it's gone. Okay, I don't have any control over this. I find it might be even more frustrating if you were pretty knowledgeable about computers and were frustrated by the outcome. First of all, that's an exceptional question with a lot of nuance, in my opinion. And I do appreciate the compliment, although I don't know as much about computers as I would like, but I am frustrated when files are lost because I have just enough of an understanding to slowly grasp what went wrong. But of course, I don't have the expertise to 
solve it on my own and find the solution. And I would say that my general reaction varies as I have an increasingly dependent relationship on computers. For example, editing these podcasts, it bothers me when essential files are lost, let's say, or audio files or documents. But for other things, for example, music or in certain cases, as a person who plays video games, files of games that I've played, I'm not as bothered because I still have those experiences and in many ways, games can be reinstalled and music can be repurchased or in certain cases, if you're lucky, re-downloaded at no cost to the user if you still have your receipt. I'm not as bothered, but with more personal things that I've created and in many ways cannot be reproduced, I am sad because arguably these podcasts could be lost and you and I would be the only witnesses that we had these conversations that we wanted to share. And that's not the worst thing, but digital devices are great because of their ease in sharing and how quickly we can spread information. And so my reaction tends to be equivalent to how excited I was to share a certain piece of information. If it was a private document that I didn't intend to view, you ever again, I probably wouldn't be that bothered, although I do like record keeping. But in the example of a video that I really enjoyed and wanted to share with other people, I would be really upset if I found that video really funny and could think of a number of people who would enjoy it. So it has been really frustrating, but I think it's important not to A, become too dependent on computers to the point that you can lose everything, and B, to be cautious, to back up your data and to try and keep it safe while simultaneously recognizing that life exists outside of these machines that really didn't exist 30 or 40 years ago in the way they do today. What you're saying makes me think about once more why this time when my computer crashed, why I didn't despair. And that's partially because I've shared what I wanted to share. I have my photos that I put on Facebook. I have the playlist that people can look at on Spotify. I have my pictures that I put on Instagram and the list goes on like that. Therefore, everything else that I may have lost are things that I may have never told anyone but myself in the first place. There are notes to people that I care about that I didn't ever want them to see or private forms of data that really have no significance to anyone else but me. And in that weird way, it's comforting that what I really did want to share with people, that task is completed. I also can go back and see those shared experiences. That makes sense. This will be another short episode. So before we close, what would you like our audience to think about when it comes to digital loss of information? Part of me wants to say it's not a big deal, but it is a big deal to a lot of people. And I think in that way, the best thing you can do is prevent it as much as possible. I mean, I didn't really learn about backing up data as a process, as a thing you need to do constantly, or not need to do, but you are recommended to do constantly until really my computer crashed. Because we forget that these devices are devices and that just because your laptop is from a reputable company, it doesn't mean that it's not still a double-edged sword and that it's great that it's portable, but also it gets banged around a lot. It is ephemeral in its nature. And therefore, I don't think a lot of thought goes into what if my computer crashed tomorrow? But it could. It's a machine, right? I mean, anything could happen. Maybe this is another recommendation to learn how to back up your data. I don't think I've ever really learned how to do that until this week. I agree with that recommendation. I think it's very wise to learn and also 
If you have the time and the mental space for it, learn more about computers. It's really fascinating to learn some things. And I say this as someone who knows really little in the grand scheme of how complex computers can be. But a lot more than me. (laughs) (laughs) And I would also ask people to think about the analog comparisons. We have hard drives full of school papers and music files, but in some houses around the world, there are records stacked up of favorite albums that people have listened to and libraries full of our favorite books. And so I want people to think about how we save data in all of its forms and why we save certain data. And also, should we save all of the data that we have? I also, going off what you said, Kip, I think it's important to realize that the desire to save data, and as I'm calling it, memories in a lot of ways, is not new. Before we started the episode, we were talking about how, in many ways, losing your hard drive is like your house burning down and all your books and photos and everything being gone before 40 or 50 years ago. And I don't think it's a weird feeling of despair when you lose your data. I think that's something that humanity has been going through since the beginning of material possessions. It's a new context for an old feeling. I completely agree. And of course, we want this to be a conversation among, not simply a conversation between. So if you have thoughts or comments, we would love to hear them either on our website or on Twitter or Facebook. You can, of course, email us, strideandsaunter at gmail.com. And we would love it if you subscribed and reviewed our show on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you leave us an iTunes review and email us the text of that review, you will be entered for a chance to win an Amazon gift card, which we would love to give out. So please reach out to us. And as always, thank you very much for listening. And from thought to word and voice to ear, this is Kip Clark signing off. And this is Caroline Borders. We'll see you next time.